Greetings and welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Coach Carl, who is uh, residing right now in Amherst, Massachusetts, in advance of this weekend's two-game series with the University of Massachusetts. The Pioneers, of course, number one in the country. UMass ranked 13th this week. DU coming off two smashing wins to give uh, uh, the Pios their second all-time icebreaker hockey tournament title. Uh, that happened over the weekend with wins 5-2 over Notre Dame on Friday night and 3-1 over the University of Maine on Saturday night. Uh, David, how much does winning a trophy mean this time of year? Yeah, I think it's always um, it's always good practice to, to play in games where a trophy is on the line, um, especially for um, the new people in the group, particularly the seven freshmen, um, you know, who haven't uh, maybe played in, in one and done per se situations um, to win a trophy. And so I think there's a lot of value in it. It's the only time as well on our schedule where we played different opponents back to back nights. The only other times that will happen um, would be the frozen face off up in St. Paul and then the national tournament. Um, but even on those, you get a day in between uh, for the regional and the frozen four to be able to prepare. So um, I thought from that standpoint, it's always a really good exercise. You know, the Eastern teams get to do it quite often. Um, us teams in the West, we have to try and manufacture um, that at least once a year. And uh, fortunately we were able to do it uh, with the icebreaker tournament this year. So it's a great event. We're, we're thrilled to, be able to co-host it with Air Force and and uh, obviously to get two victories um, was a good thing for our group to get our confidence going into this new year. I was watching uh, earlier this week, the Avalanche played their opener and there was a lot of talk about how the Avalanche never seemed tired during the course of the game, although it was a very fast-paced game. Of course, they train in altitude. And I don't know that we've discussed this over the years at much length, but how much does your general level of fitness at altitude give you an edge in games like the ones you played this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it does, um, you know, especially on the, the second night of a back-to-back. -back, um, you know, I think that's where we sometimes notice it the most with opposing teams. And um, there, there's no doubt that, um, you know, for, for Notre Dame and Maine, coming as far as they did away, especially Maine and, and having to play a seven o'clock and then a six o'clock and travel up or down from Denver, to the Springs, there, there's a competitive advantage there for sure. Um, you know, so, but it's, it's a reality of, of, I guess, where we live. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's a good thing for us and, um, you know, and, and we definitely see it on opponents. I, I can't say that we feel it necessarily coming from altitude um, to sea level, like we will be this weekend um, against UMass. But um, I think the advantage is definitely built in um, at home for us. You talked about your freshmen a little bit earlier. In your opinion, how did they fare over the weekend? Yeah, I thought they did a nice job. Um, you know, you had Anderson and Olvestad both get a game. Um, Lemire and Haskins both got a game. 
uh, Lorenz and, and Wright, um, you know, played some, some large minutes, uh, want, you know, Lorenz on the power play, right on the penalty kill, um, you know, and then Thompson is, is, uh, not available yet. So, uh, the six freshmen that did play thought did a nice job. Um, you know, you want to get them some, some opportunities to learn and get some, get them some live game reps. Um, Lemire probably didn't play as much as I had hoped, um, I didn't get him out there nearly as much as I'd hoped. Haskins had an opportunity um, certainly to play a little bit more due to the Webster um, injury and, and, and not returning to the game. So, um, but I think really for our defensemen, it was good for both of those kids, uh, Lucas and Kent, to get some live reps in a rotation of 60 where they're having to go on the regular, you know, get up to 11 to 13 minutes and, and get some real live college reps and that's going to be really important for the development um, of our team and and then also the, the long-term development of our program that those two um, you know get some reps and uh, are in a better position to come back as sophomores and, and play more regular minutes and they have to take advantage of being on a decor with with five really good players that um, that were all a part of a championship team a year ago so overall I, th I thought really good um, and how they, they showcase themselves. You have a fifth-year senior transfer in Casey Dornback, uh, who's outstanding uh, over the weekend. Uh, uh, if it hadn't been for uh, Carter Mazur, he might have been the, the MVP of uh, the Icebreaker Tournament. Uh, played his 100th game, I believe, collegiately on Saturday night against Maine. Uh, you're having great success you had last year uh, with uh, – a transfer. And of course, uh, this year with Dorn back, I'm sure you're expecting big things from him on your top line. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, the, the, the transfer thing's been around for a few years now and um, particularly the grad transfer has been around. Um, you know, our first one was Les Lancaster back in 1819 and um you know, and then we had Steven Jandrick during the, the COVID 21, or sorry, 2021 season, and then Cam Wright, and now uh, Casey, and we had Bo Hansen as well, I should say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we've, we've learned some things through, you know, how to best integrate, you know, those people into the team. And um, I think a big part of it is, is trying to be really upfront with them about what it means to be a part of our program. Um, you know, you're, you're never not going to be a Harvard alum. That's not what we're asking. Um, Cam Wright's case, you're never, you're never not going to be a Falcon. Um, you did four years there. We're not, we're not bringing you here to try and change you. We, but we do want you to be invested and be two feet in, into the one season that you're going to have. And if you do do that, it's going to be really rewarding. And, um, you know, you look at a guy like Cam Wright, he signs with Colorado, um, yeah. and he's at our home opener, on Friday night, he's able to come to the ring ceremony. Like this guy's two feet in, he's really invested. Um, and so then Casey gets to, to interact with him and, and see that. And, um, you know, nothing but great things to say about Casey and how he's integrated within the group and um, been really impressive so far. And I think it starts off the ice and it's allowed his team to accept him um, because that's hard to come having a new person come in who's going to play minutes and, um, things of that nature. And, um, you know, that they've, they've gelled together really well. And, and I think it's leading to some on ice success early. 
obviously we, we have big plans that that continues and, and we're hopeful that that continues uh, because we think he'd be a big part of this group. Well, you have a guy who was not only a four-year player at Harvard, he was a team captain, if I'm not mistaken, last year at Harvard. So you got some built-in leadership and he seems thrilled to be here. He talked about it being a special place uh, over the weekend. Yeah, for sure. I think he is really excited to be here. He wants to make the most of it. And um, yeah, four-year player um, at Harvard, captain, um, you know, has worn letters in junior and, and in college. And yeah, I think just a really mature, um, you know, young man. And, um, you know, he's, he's got some, some, ex some life experience to him um, because of how much he played junior in, in his college career. I mean, he's a, he's a 97 born. So he, he turned 25 this year. So he's not, he's a very mature kid, uh, which is I think helpful when you talk about the turnover um, that our group had and you bring in a 25 year old, it, it helps kind of extend the window uh, into the championship uh, success that we can have. And so um, he's going to be a big part of our team. Uh, we're really happy with how he's integrated thus far. And, and obviously, again, like I said, hope that continues. Rizzo and Mazur pick up right where they left off, right? In the national tournament a year ago, both yeah. were outstanding. Yeah, no, they, they were good. Um, you know, their, their line, um, again, it was nice. Like the, the exhibition game against UNLV, they're generally held off the score sheet that line. And, um, and then when, when it counts, they, you know, they did some good things against UNLV and then once it counts against Notre Dame and in Maine, we, we need that line to be good, especially, you know, as we're a little bit banged up here, um, with the forward group early and, and we're young, um, early with a lot of new people. So, um, you know, that line needs to be good. Our decor needs to be good. Our, our goaltending needs to be good. And, um, it was good to see those guys uh, step up and have some success um, on the weekend at five on five and on the power play. And uh, of course you had Matt Davis in goal between the pipes on Saturday night after Krona made 18 saves in your five, two win on Friday night against Notre Dame and uh, nice honor for him. He made the all tournament team. Yeah, Maddie was great. Uh, feel bad for me. It wasn't able to, to achieve the shutout. 39 um, but, seconds away, right? Yeah, yeah, there on Saturday night, and um, that was an unfortunate circumstance that put the game at four on four, um, you know, and then allowed them to pull their goaltender to really have a, a five on four. Um, but yeah, Maddie did a really nice job. I thought, um, you know, early was getting his feet wet a little bit, but really settled into the game nicely um, later in the game, you know, in the second and third period started getting out of his net, playing some pucks, made some really nice breakout passes um, that just allowed us to break down uh, Maine's forecheck and get out of our zone in a, in a clean and efficient way. And um, so, yeah, from that standpoint, I, I think it was really good for, we talk about the freshmen and their ability to get minutes. You know, Matty Davis, a guy who played four or five games last year, important for him and important for the program as well. Um, that, that we find him some minutes this year and, and he's earned them too. And I think that's important um, to note. He, he practiced well. He, he had a good end of year last year um, down the stretch in the playoffs. And um, I think the guys and obviously the staff are all really excited for, for the work he's put in and for him to get a result there on uh, Saturday night. We'll come back and talk a little more about these two games. And obviously we'll look ahead to the UMass series coming up 
as the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues. We'll be right back. We're back with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. And of course, uh, two different kinds of games. Uh, you were basically in control on Friday night, but how did you like your response when a couple of times they scored to draw a little bit closer in the game and you came right back? Yeah, I thought it was it was one of those games where, I mean, after the second period, um, you know, you look up at the scoreboard, um, you see a tight hockey game, uh, but you see the shot clock is like 21 to six or 22 to yeah. six. And um, you're like, gosh, I'm, I'm not sure we're getting rewarded as, as maybe we should. And, um, you know, you take the, the three, one lead, um, going into the third and, um, you know, obviously the, I think the goal late in the third period was, was huge that Mazer scored, um, you know, but then they come out and they score, you know, in the first five minutes of the third period. And, um, again, we didn't, we didn't panic. I mean, they, they carried the play for, uh, parts of the third period, no doubt. I thought they, they got more pucks in inside the dots. They got pucks a little bit more behind our D. Um, but then we make a real nice uh, breakout, like D zone coverage to breakout play. Um, you know, with Capone moving the puck up to to Ozar, who obviously makes an unbelievable individual play, puts puck behind their D's feet and and finds Webster um, on the back door. So um, yeah, I, I liked how our group never really panicked. Um, you know, on the bench, it, it never was, um, no one was hitting the 911 button and uh, we just kind of kept sticking with it. And, um, you know, so I think from that standpoint, you know, we were, we were really happy with the maturity of the group and, and how we were responding. Uh, you, you did all the things on the weekend that we remember from last year, your, your puck pressure, you said was uh, excellent. Uh, you showcased your team speed. Uh, you, you had uh, 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 good uh, uh, control defensively of, uh, of your gaps. Your reloads were good. And uh, you played an exciting brand of hockey. Did that surprise you how sharp you were and how closely you came to playing the kind of style you want to play all year long? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it's um... – I think we have, you know, as we identify what the strengths of the group are, um, you know, and talking about that with the team and, and as a staff as well, I think we, we certainly identified that um, our team speed can be um, a really important thing for us and a, and a huge strength. And um, so I think that was very evident, like week one of training camp. Um, what wasn't there was our puck support and our timing offensively um, and I think what would probably showcase itself to us was um, you know on breakouts even we, we have some work to do it it's a 200 foot puck support issue um, that we need to continue to work on and that was kind of expected I think there was times where it was really good on the weekend um, there was times where there was a bit of panic with the puck on our stick in our own end a lack of connectivity um, as a five-man unit in our own end when we talk about our puck support that maybe made it a little more difficult for us to get the puck um, out of our zone. And, you know, I think from, from that standpoint, you know, we worked a lot on it in practice this week. We'll, we'll continue 
um, to develop that and, and get better um, with that as we go. But, you know, again, from a starting point, um, the play without the puck and the team's speed, I think was a really nice thing to see. And, and again, not all that surprising with, with the people we brought in and, and what we saw, you know, early on in camp. Your penalty kill was the one weakness last year with uh, your ranking, I believe, 39th in the country, uh, below 80%, which I know is not where you want to be. And yet over the weekend, it seemed decent, five out of six penalty kills, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and that'll get, that'll get harder um, as well as, as pre-scouts and trends are identified uh, by opposing teams and, um, you know, but I, I liked, again, our, we had a lot of turnover on the PK unit. Um, it's funny, I look at our group last year and I, I, I thought we were a better than 78, 79% group and, um, you know, but the numbers don't lie and they are what they are. And um, this year's team, I think, um, again, there, there's new people playing a more prominent role on the kill and, um we're we're really happy with where it started with um particularly um our forechecking and and i thought there was improvement from friday to saturday and in our pressure points and what we're looking to do there um in zone and um so yeah again it's a good starting point i remember last year first weekend i think we we left five power play goals in against asu they went three for three and like two for four um opening weekend in our building uh, you know, flip side, we didn't let a five on five goal in, but, right. um, you know, I, I think we're, we're at a better maybe starting point mentally with, with the aggressiveness and the pressure points that we want to have than we were a year ago, which, which is a really good thing. We will come back and uh, we will talk specifically about uh, UMass uh, and a nice start for an old friend in the National Hockey League last night. We'll talk about that as well as the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues. And as we roll on with uh, the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, I uh, wanted to make mention of uh, Jim Montgomery, your predecessor, your good friend, uh, winning his coaching debut with the Boston Bruins uh, this week uh, on Wednesday night by a score of five to two over uh, old friend Darcy Kemper and the Washington Caps. Uh, it seems to me, I mean, uh, speaking of Maine, as we were a little bit earlier in the show, uh, Jim had an outstanding career there, and uh, he is uh, now the head coach of the Boston Bruins. Uh, right place, right time, and right man for that job. That's a pretty good job for Jim at this point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for, you know, to – to talk about Boston and, and Jim's story, I think you, you have to talk about what he's been through to, to get back to that Absolutely. point. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of um, pride amongst, you know, many of his friends and, and colleagues and, and what he was, um, people that know his family and, and Emily and their four kids. And, um, you know, the, the low point that they had and that Jim had, you know, back in, in 2020, 2021. And, uh, for for this just the journey that he's been on and their family's been on um, being in St. Louis, uh, Emily's hometown the last couple of years and um, now for Jim to get an opportunity, um, you know, with the Bruins, a, an unbelievable organization, 
um, one that I think culturally, like what Jim believes and now he approaches his days, um, you know, will fit into that brand and, and that culture and, and the city of Boston. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great, uh, it's been a tough journey uh, for him, but it's been an unbelievably probably rewarding. And for him to get his first win and kind of get, you know, get himself back onto that um, mountaintop, if you will, was, was really exciting. We were able to take the game in um, the third period of it uh, in Boston. We actually stayed uh, in Boston a night prior to going down to Amherst. Right. Um, and so, yeah, thrilled for, for Monty and Emily and, and uh, JP and Colin and, and Ava um, and Olivia uh, for them to be able to, to kind of have this moment. And, uh, you know, as I told them, one of many this year, and uh, yes. we're all really excited yes. for them as they uh, begin their journey. Um, to well, Stanley at least until we see Jim in the Stanley Cup finals, uh, we'll be rooting hard uh, for the Boston Bruins in 2022-23. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, are in Hamhurst uh, in advance of your two-game set with Massachusetts. Uh, the past two national champions, right? And I think the last two times that champions have met from the previous two years, you've been involved. Uh, first with Duluth and now with the University of Massachusetts. Of course, they won in 21. You won last year. And uh, uh, you've uh, had some interesting uh, uh, competition with UMass uh, over the years, including uh, Frozen Four semifinal. When they had some kid, uh, I wonder what happened to him, named Kale McCarr, uh, who helped them beat you four to three in a national semifinal a few years back. Yep. Um... No, there's certainly a little bit of history, which is always, I think, you know, I think it's fun for the players. It's fun for the fans um, when you have, you know, teams that have, have recently seen each other in the national tournament, especially at the frozen four level, you know, to get them on the schedule. And, um, you know, we, we obviously came up on the wrong end of it uh, there in 2019 in Buffalo, Kale having uh, a very large a piece and to do with that um and then and then the following year we we played them in our building um in a two-game set uh it was a little bit easier to uh play them without kale i will yeah. say uh, so we enjoyed that he moved to the abs and that we could then cheer for him um yeah. with colorado but uh it was an unbelievable two-game set back in uh the the shortened season the the covid canceled season in uh 1920 um, and then this is the return trip uh, from that two game set, we, we put it on pause for last year um, and are coming out this year. It should be a really good atmosphere, uh, their home opener. And um, again, a yeah. team that we have some recent history with, but a team that uh, Greg and his staff have done a real good job of, of elevating the program to a really high national level. Um, be a great test for us early on the road uh, this season. Well, uh, those of us who attended St. Lawrence University, where Greg uh, formerly coached before making the very smart move uh, to uh, hook on with the University of uh, uh, Massachusetts at Amherst, uh, we, we take a little pride, uh, except for this weekend. Uh, we're, we're obviously pulling for you guys uh, in this uh, uh, two-game set. You have the same general plans. I know you're banged up a little bit, but the same general plans for your lineup, right? Um, yeah, I would say generally. Um... Yeah, the, especially probably as it relates um, to the back end and then um, right. 
we're dealing with some injuries again up front. Um, so we'll have a little bit different looks um, there, but um, you know, all in all, it'll, it'll be yeah, generally the same plan. We want to, um, you know, put our best lineup out there, but, but also get some guys some minutes um, and develop this team um, in a healthy manner. And we're looking forward to the challenge of, uh, again, playing in a great atmosphere. Like you said, the last two champions, um, I think it's great for college hockey and, um, especially coming out of COVID, you're seeing more people get out of their regional bubbles, um, you know, and so to be able to come out East again, um, for the fans to see UMass Denver, I think is a really good thing for the growth of our game. Great start. Keep it up this weekend, coach. We'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thank you, Sandy. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you right back here for edition number three for this 2022-23 season next week. Until then, uh, watch the Pioneers this weekend and uh, uh, give them all the support that uh, they well deserve as the number one team in the country. And we'll see you next week.